You are on with Ready, Set, Real Estate. I am so excited to have you on today's five-part series. This is part one with our guests, Joseph Leduff and Sean Smith of Your Dream ADU. You can learn more at their website at yourdreamadu.com. Before we jump into our segment with them, I want to make sure I shout out to our radio podcast listeners on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, and all the other radio platforms that are supporting our show. Oh, just a quick message from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Remember, this show supports Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, this country's first real estate-focused nonprofit for the youth and young adults, where they seek and teach to empower youth with real estate terms, concepts, and careers as an alternate pathway to success. Learn more at realestate100youth.org. And if you or anyone you know is interested in introducing your child ages 11 and up to real estate basics, the Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation is opening their curriculum. Registration is now open. Make sure you sign up. 15 modules available covering real estate basics. So what you never learned in school, guess what? They get to learn now. Oh, I'm so excited for that. All right. Without further ado, let me bring my guests on. You know, they've been patient with me. (laughs) And this is going to be fun. Joseph, Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this series with us. We need what we need the information. Oh, yeah. Afternoon, Lisa. Sunday. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So today's part one, we are going to cover contractors and bad contractors. Uh, I know over the course of a year and a half, I've been dealing with the adverse effects, the negative effects of dealing with bad contractors that come in and quote, bid, get paid, file bankruptcy and go on with your money. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare just listening to it. Yeah. Worms. Right. Can of worms. So walk us through, you know, this this segment of the series as we talk about the accessory dwelling units, granny flats, gra- uh, garage conversions. Walk us through point. And this is why we've developed the series, because we want to hear our we really want our audience to be informed and educated from start to finish. And so this is why I'm excited to have you on because you guys oversee the projects from start to finish. And most people don't have someone like that on your, on their team when they're dealing with contractors. So walk us through um, GCs, right? So general contractors working with GCs and some expectations, what they can and cannot do, what we should expect from them and how we should overall work with a, a GC. Yeah, that's a good. Um, yeah, this is uh, probably one of the most important topics of getting into, you know, any construction, but definitely the ADUs, especially since they have accessory dwelling units, since they have 
um, clean uh, clean this kind of a manner up or situation up over the last uh, two, three decades. Um, general contractors, um, like you said, you know, they come into uh, situations and they see um, an ADU. They know that the time frame is short. They know that there's good money and they know that they're, you know, it's not too much, um, you know, things they need to deal with, like building a whole home or building in a disaster area or something like that. So they come in, they're able to quote high and, and get out. You know, we've dealt with uh, testimonies like on our Facebook where uh, a homeowner has, uh, uh, Sean and I had, uh, on our Facebook where we had a homeowner contact us on where a general contractor has come in because of this opportunity, both the homeowner and the GC himself showing excitement and, and you know, wanting to do this. And um, they came out, gave them a quote. They got a down payment for a certain amount of dollar and, um, you know, kind of left because that's how general contractors work. You're able to get a down payment. Now, this wasn't something too crazy where she, you know, where I'm sure the general contractor didn't go file bankruptcy or anything, but I'm sure he tried to hide for a while. Mm. Um, there's there's definitely um, situations where, you know, homeowners come in and do halfway projects where they'll, uh, well, what I call halfway projects is halfway do the permits and plans, halfway do the the job and you know they end up leaving at some point because they specialize some of these guys specialize in a certain craft yeah you know you could be a jack of all trades but you kind of specialize in something that's what gets you into construction you know and um some people are, are specialized in paint some people specialize in plumbing so if you have a plumbing job and you're two months into this let's say lisa yourself you know your adu lisa uh, if someone's into your ADU and they're two months in, permits are good, the con- the construction's starting to get get started, but that general contractor gets hit up by a uh, homeowner for a plumbing job and they know that's a good lucrative situation for them also. And they will stop or slow down on your project and go do that and handle that. You know, we hear about it all the time. And then now the homeowner's kind of questioning what's going on. And it's been two or three weeks or a month since they heard from this person or come back and they're using excuses or they're doing just a little bit of work in between that time when they should be really, really pounding it and, you know, getting it done. Um, that's another. Um, and then we have just the extreme where people have come in, get a homeowner um, signed up, get them through, you know, kind of like through financing because you have some contractors that will, uh, you know, kind of use that, use the financing to get them approved, get some type of settlement or t- some type of uh, funds available, and then they'll just walk away before even starting a project or getting anywhere. Um, right. So right now, you know, dealing with uh, contractors, you want to go ahead and pick and get the right one that is definitely going to work with you. I say every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every month of, of the project. Really and I was gonna, I was gonna say, so you know, you know, let's say it's me, right? Um, yeah. uh, and it's so funny because let me just share a little bit about my experience with uh, construction and uh, contractors. When I got into real estate, uh, the because I was not familiar with homes period like other than living and you know what you see however i was aware about the liability that i was exposing myself to with now getting involved in sales and then throwing out and giving advice on what was cosmetic and what was uh you know major uh construction or repair i actually went and took um uh construction courses Nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and so I, that was just me as a professional. So I learned, you know, everything from stucco, what a proper stucco job is, from plumbing to painting and, you know, the whole nine. However, that was me as a professional. 
What about your regular person? How do they get to determine, like, how do they decide this is the contractor for me? What What are some maybe key points you can share with us that they should look for? Um, um, I think Sean would definitely, yeah, I think Sean would definitely agree. Um, um, uh, you know, if you're a homeowner, you want to look into, you know, looking up the contractor, you know, do a little bit of due diligence when he's out in the field with you. Um, see if he's really showing some type of passion or love for his job and what he does, or is he having an, or is this, uh, you know, just another appointment <laughs> is what we call mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, look at pictures, try to find work, try to see if it's, those are internet screenshot pictures, <laughs> which a lot of people use. Um, you know, look at some work, ask for some videos, you know, um, get some kind of idea on how they run their team. How, how, how does this day by day go with his crew? Um, does he use a certain crew or does he pick up people normally or does he just go ahead and um, kind of just sub the work out without you knowing in a way? And then they're just along to project manage it. Um, those are also, you know, things we run into. Um, I was going to get back to on the on the first part, and Sean could tap in on this, is a lot of the general contractors, too, don't really get too deep into, like, the floor plans or, again, running with the permits or the plans or dealing with the city. They kind of do that with their own architect. And, you know, I know Sean could tap in on this, too, but those are certain things that, you know, that we do on our end that we help, uh, you know, along with helping the contractors. Because this is not just about talking mess on the contract. This is also showing that there are contractors that you should work with because they work with people like Sean and I, and we have a great relationship, um, you know, with us where they don't have to worry about the homeowner. They could just, the homeowner deals with us. We deal with the contractor, the contractor and homeowner only deal with each other on certain parts, but not in parts of the project where it would frustrate them. You know what I mean? Well, that's where we kind of come in and help. Yeah. Contractors. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I think that's the benefit of our, you know, what we do. Um, for the homeowners is, you know, a lot of the times during these stages, the 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 contractor um, typically gets frustrated, you know, a lot with the homeowners because sometimes the homeowners take a little bit longer than expected. So then, you know, the home uh, the contractor he's on to the next job and you know trying to figure out something else. But in the meantime, you know, the, sometimes the homeowners left in like, okay, now he's not responding to me or, you know, you know, I can't get a hold of him. You know, like this is the things that where we come into play where we're able to sit there and, you know, be the middle person between the contractor and the homeowner um, as far as like, because there's really no like customer service aspect in a lot of construction. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with with our service, you know, we're able to provide not only floor plans and a lot of like information, but main thing is just the customer service aspect that I feel like a lot of a lot of construction is missing. And so I think that, you know, if you were to deal with a third party and you vet just like you vet anything else, just make sure that um, they're licensed. and uh, they, you know, they do their due diligence, you know, that they're working with you, they're not short with you, and um, they take their time with you. And that's how you can tell, you know, the difference between a professional and someone who's just, you know, who has a job. Professional takes their time. And, and, you know, and that's, sure I, do, I do want to add on that, too, for the homeowners part, it, for, them, for them to make this and allow this to go a lot smoother and flow better. 
is to uh, have patience, um, you know, know that other people do have things going on in life. We do live in a, our business is in L.A. in Los Angeles. So there's a lot of traffic dealing with a lot of people don't like to get on their phones. A lot of people are too busy to, you know, answer or take care of certain things, because a lot of times homeowners would like to stay on the phone for a while or they'll send an email that's like, hey, you know, like this is like a, a good email. I need to take time and do so. I, since I since me and Sean have started and been doing this business and helping with the middleman side of the customer service, I receive more emails and phone calls about the small little things that I know a general contractor, you know, their phone dies also or they're out there from five in the morning till eight at night. So there's a lot of there's a lot there where, you know, I kind of see and understand on their side, too. So I do take a lot of their side. It's almost kind of like I'm taking. Uh, 50 50 in a way where I'm, I'm homeowner and contractor because they they deal with it a lot too you know they're they're not just you know your project yeah you have your project but we also have them dealing with their day-to-day which is traffic which is other phone calls from other homeowners because they have to have customer service or their reputation gets cut off a certain way or or doesn't get you know looked at in a good way and now their referral program or their referrals aren't going to come in mm-hmm yeah, I, I, and I see that. I, I definitely could see that, which is why um, I see you fulfilling a need for those contractors that don't have a, a full uh, team, right, build out where there's someone that's answering the calls and processing quotes and following up on permits and, um, you know, touching in regularly with a property owner saying, here's the, you know, here's the weekly update, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and so, yeah, that, that's important. So what I'm hearing is, in terms of deciding for a property owner to decide on, you know, who, what contractor and team, and I think a prof- any professional for that matter, uh, the, the key things I'm hearing is, are they listening to you? Mm-hmm. Are they being responsive mm-hmm. in, form, in, the form, in, the, in the way of communication, albeit even asking you what's the best way to communicate because we just did this in, a, in one of our consults. Right, 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 right. The homeowner, ask our ask. Client. The homeowner yeah, needs to ask the contractor, what is the best way for us to communicate with each other? Because, you know, some people I have a contractor, I think it's best for him when he talks to the homeowner. He gets it all out. They, they understand. And then it saves him 20, 30 minutes on trying to figure out how to email them back with all these bullet point questions. Right, 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 right. Most Some homeowners are really, are really email-y type people or text, mail, text message people. And it's like, ah, I don't have time for this. Ah, give me a phone call. Or it's the other way around. Or it's the other way around. Exactly. So establishing what is the best form of communication uh, so that the parties are clear on expectations. And I think that's the other, other point is when you're asking those questions is to be clear on expectations. So one thing I heard you mention about GCs, general contractors, you know, being able to collect the down down payment or that deposit, uh, typically what should we expect? And I'm, I'm a big person where I am like, no, I'm not paying anything in full, especially when we talk about projects and certain phases. So, um, what typically, you know, would have you seen in terms of the breakdown to get from, you know, get away from uh, the 100% funded up front? No, the, the, no, no, actually, um, state law is for a down payment. It's up to $1,000 or 10% or whichever is less. Um, 
to start the jump project to jump start the project. Got it. Can you say that again? I think for the people in the back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So it's a state law. You know, a contractor should not be taking more than a thousand dollars or ten percent, whichever is less. Whichever um, is less. Wow. Okay. Yes, and that's that's a big part. Whichever is less. Um, and that's that's the initial. You know. Uh, first payment. So if they're asking for more than that, uh, they're not abiding by state law. Red so, flag. Okay. Yeah, correct, correct. Now, mm. after that initial payment is set up and taken care of, typically with our clients, some, you know, like with a lot of our clients, we do a percentage breakdown of the project. So normally, let's just say, I'm going to give you a number, but six thousand, uh, three to 6,000 or 10% sometimes of the project uh, amount will go to the pre-construction side, which okay. are the permits, the plans, the title 24, the, you know, et cetera, right? Run into the city, knocking that out. That's 33% of the project. Okay. The other 33% of the project we usually do, well, I don't say usually, but like, let's say the tip, the last person, the last customer, he did a 50% of the project. So if it's a hundred thousand dollars, 10%, Towards permits, plans, running to the city, et cetera. 50% now towards the construction side, which is, you know, the concrete, uh, breaking down concrete, setting up the footers, um, doing the sidewall, all these like little tip, those parts. Then the last framing and stuff like that. Okay. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, exactly. And then the last 33% is the finishes. And Sean could tap in on this, you know, when you're going through your floor plans and everything, this, this is your finishes where your cabinets come up, what kind of cabinets, what kind of door, what the windows are, what kind of paint are we using, Sherman Edwards or, you know, that type of part. So that, and that's where you have um, like in a perfect customer, perfect world, which our last customer, um, shout out to the Norwalk project. Uh, if they're following us on Instagram at your dream and you, um, he was a great guy, great situation. Um, everything flowed I would give it, I would give, I, if I could grade it, I would say an A plus, you know, in this, in, for this homeowner. Everything was smooth. It worked out great. The payments were, everything was perfect. That's exciting. I mean, I, I, I can't wait to build something now. I'm like, all right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so what I heard, let me see. I, I don't know if I had missed something. So, because your breakdown was, I think you did 10% permits plans. Yeah, permits, plans, and that, you know, there's bullet points underneath that of what goes into that. Right, right. Permits and and 50% construction, right? The construction yeah, we call that, uh Yeah, we call that construction and then 50% post-construction. 50% post-construction. Which are your finishes, your cabinets, your, um, you know, the paint, the stucco, things like that. Mm -hmm. Little Got just it. the finish. Well I, well, I guess, well, I guess, well, no, I was trying to get this to add up to 100, so... Yeah, so if you did like um, 10 and then you did uh, 50 and then you would do 30 on the back end or 40 on the back end, so that way it would equal yeah. about um, 100%. So, Got it. That's what yeah, I was yeah. That's what I was adding. That's what I wanted. That way people can get this in their mind. Like here's some expectations, right, in terms of the phases. So be prepared for the 10%. Here's what it's covering, right? Permits, plans, the pre-construction making yeah. the runs and get making sure we get the stuff done the materials then, are there and all that right. Good stuff. materials right 50%. yeah now we have run in go ahead 
yeah, we have run into um, situations where you have an investor, a property owner who likes to uh, kind of, um, you know, they'll, they'll provide the whole project or like, well, let's say the credit card or the debit card. And now the contractor and themselves, because he has a trusted contractor, they're going to go ahead and do like, a, you know, they have a, a shop list or, you know, they have a, a actual um, just, yeah, they have a list of items, of particular items that they want to use. So sometimes they'll give them the upfront to do a lot of these things. Like the SKU but, numbers, again, right? Not, yeah, I the allowances for, the, uh, for like appliances or Ikea furniture, anything particular to, you know, their specific needs. Um, yeah. You know, there's an allowance set up for that. But yeah. you know, those are those case-by-case -case scenarios. Now, homeowners do use that type of thing, too, where they have a particular allowance and all that, but we just don't run too much into that a lot. And we and if, if so, we still tell them that, you know, the contractor doesn't we, we or we ask them or tell them, you know, the contractor doesn't need all the funds up front. They just need to know what is what's the next step or, or the homeowner needs to know what's the next step in the project and what's the, the funds that needs to be available. And that's how the contractor and them uh, particularly work on that part. So in the, stage, in the stages and that kind of happens usually when the inspector, when the inspector comes out, there's usually that day or two pause of construction and they usually could kind of have a huddle up meeting on, okay, this is next and inspector, you know, okay, this, this, this is that let's move on to the next part of it, which is, you know, whatever that next part is and that here's the credit card or here's the funds for that, or here's the check or, you know, you have some of these people who want to do cash. You have some of these people who have, uh, lines of credit some of these people have a couple of credit cards um, whatever it is so there's certain way you know there's certain different ways uh, and that's where i think we were getting to the pace programs um lisa which uh, we wanted to kind of get into the pace or the government type of program or the yeah, the yeah. programs yeah. that the government okay but they're not backing yeah so i definitely wanted to cover that as we get um as we get ready to um conclude on this part because there's so much you, you guys listen you know listen up as you're listening and taking notes and that's why i'm i'm taking notes myself um <laughs> oh we could stay on this subject for hours i just want to give you guys a couple of testimonies sean <laughs> add you know sean could come in and add his part on that um, i was gonna I ask you about so let me i had let me finish my thoughts mm -hmm. i had two things so um one of the things that i i i you mentioned was about you know, the percentage allocated, and we were talking about expecta expectations from start to finish. How long typically is it taking to complete the ADU projects? Let's say a basic, and, and actually, I know you're going to say to me, well, Lisa, that depends what they want. <laughs> no, no, yeah, 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 no, we tell that to people all the time, but I, 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 we have a ballpark. We're, we're not, we're, we're, yeah, we're professionals, we're gentlemen. We, we know, we, we know, we don't have to go ahead and, uh, and put guards up or gates around the answer like a lot of people do. Right. Um, you know, there is a ballpark. There is a good, like I said, there's a case scenario with like Norwalk, the Norwalk project. Again, shout out to Norwalk, R-I-G, Instagram. Your dream <laughs> ADU. No, it's fine. But um, yeah. Same so with that project we, took, that's perfectly uh, fine. <laughs> I would say that that project was uh five months or less. I think it was between four and five months. I can't exactly say the weeks, but I would say in a perfect world, you know, you're looking at about four four months and that's permits plans um that's everything working out flowing correctly right you know with the yeah. city with with the general contractor and the architect working with the general contractor and his crew being there you know day and night you know on the certain days that they're supposed to work the the inspector coming out the day that the inspector's supposed to come out so we're entering a part we're entering the state right now in the season of 
from being in LA in the season uh, or Southern California where there's there's no weather issues going to be happening right now between now and the next uh, four or five, six months, I would say. Right. No rain, no, uh, you know, anything like that. Um, general contractors and the inspectors are usually on point. When I say on point is their schedules are pretty much to the, you know, they're crossing their T's and dotting their I's. They're doing their, you know, they're doing everything they need to do to get the projects finished up because a lot of these homeowners, investment property guys want to get renters in, you know, right. before the summer right. because they want to add some type of value to their home or get some type of income coming in or even ready for the holidays, which um, ADUs are great for Airbnb, 30 day or less rentals right now. So the holiday summer and the holidays are huge for a lot of people right now. So trying to take advantage of that. So, you know, the homeowner, if he has a, a date, time and, and, a, and, and a plan and that contractor meets that date, time and plan. And then that inspector understands also everything. Everything should flow right to about um, three to four months, because I've even seen projects that are a little bit smaller. Yeah, uh, like I, project I, is 800 square feet. That took four months. You know, I've seen a 400 square foot unit permits get back in two weeks because everything worked out perfectly fine Con construction and everything was only two months so you're only looking at let you're looking at less than three months now I yeah like now there's case-by-case -case scenarios where you know they get done you hear like you hear people being finished in a month um yeah it, yeah. it can happen it can but uh yeah la city la city um i mean la county um um lisa it, it, you could get it done in in, in eight weeks or less yeah, but that 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 that's not practical for a lot of reasons. Um, right. It's, yeah, but you can get it done, like you said. But, we've you know. heard about. We've heard it. We've we've seen it. We've heard it. Um, I've seen I've seen a year and a half. Me and Sean know a gentleman that went through a year and a half, twelve hundred square city. foot, twelve hundred square foot unit, two bedroom, two bath, beautiful. One of the awesome, one of the beautiful ADUs I've ever seen in in Southern Los Angeles. I guarantee. And it took them a year and a half. Wow. Okay. So bad timing, bad timing in the weather. This the contractor and the architect going back and forth. They lost money. I think they lost up to forty thousand on top of the initial uh um value or or the initial estimate or or you know quote. So, you know, there there were things. There's there's situations. I'm not just giving you the good. There's a lot of bad out there. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, was that something you were a part of or just you you were you were you were as no, you're we researching and learning and, uh, and the architect at that time and we knew um we knew the architect more on that time and the realtor who was uh, yeah, helping realtor. out uh, assist that project. Okay, so the realtor was assisting. There was a there was another team that you were connected to with that. Okay, the realtor wanted to work with us on the future ones because he he basically let me know how that happened and how that worked. Right. Um, and, me and Sean got to explain to him um, that we have a contract we would like for him to meet and we could scale it and we could do it at a certain and you know the realtor and and the architect were running the permits and plans and you know it's just certain times you know. Uh, you know, I'll just go do it another day, <laughs> you know, or something. Or right. you get a lot, you get a lot. And, you know, you don't know certain people's every day. For myself, with my company and my business, I run the permits and plans usually myself because I live right behind um, the city of Van Nuys. I have a home right there that I, you know, that I have, right? And I just walk over in 730 in the morning. I'm there two, three times a week. You know, How convenient. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and especially if I'm working with a homeowner that, you know, that I've, got the inquiry or they've contacted me and I have a certain relationship now. Yeah. I, I like Lisa, you get an ADU done. You're going to get yours done on time. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, looking forward to it. So let's yeah. uh, let's let's touch on pace. I I'm not going to. I don't want to belabor this uh, too much. I've done a segment, but uh, yeah. for those who are not privy, so Pace and Hero has been um, a program approved by the county, various counties, and uh, they agreed to, in 2008, this program was born to increase uh, energy efficiency in uh, properties across uh, California. And the way it rolled out was there, they would finance the uh, projects for property owners who were looking to do things for that were energy efficient eligible, meaning windows, right, uh, solar panels, um, improving. Uh, I, I, I believe you. I believe AC. I, I believe yeah, HVAC, HVAC systems yeah. are included. HVAC systems are included in that, and. Uh, so there, there are certain things that are eligible for this program. And as we saw what paper contractors did, I'm going to say paper contractors, they're basically uh, contractors that signed up, applied to be quote unquote authorized pace and hero um, contractors to uh, use the financing to complete the jobs. So unfortunately, you know, we had a couple bad eggs that jumped into this as an opportunity and took advantage of property owners that they were now, um, and, and I personally have been dealing with this with homeowners in the uh, South LA and even in some Valley areas because, uh, you know, as the word gets out that I've been an advocate for homeowners fighting this, this is like something real right now that is impacting homeowners in the uh, uh, South LA communities. Uh -huh. uh, I don't know, I don't know how far, um, but we do know since 2008, there are about 15,000 homeowners that signed up for this program. Contractors made over a hundred million dollars. Um, and the stories have ranged from, like I said, when I opened up the show, which is why I wanted to talk about contractors as we get into the ADU conversation is that the homeowners that signed up did not were not aware of the financing, uh, how this was financed, how it would be paid. Some were not clear of the terms, meaning interest uh, rates were as high as 9.5%, amortized over 20 years. And more importantly, and this is what I want people to listen to right now, more importantly, the financing was attached to the property, property taxes. Yeah. Yep. Sean, I think you're going to really be able to get get this uh, 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 going for them. Um, he has uh, so many testimonies on his end. Well, um, you know, um, my family, you know, went through uh, Hero to get solar. And, um, you know, so, you know, my family's actually, you know, is one of those people who are not an advocate of a Hero or Pace. But um, nevertheless, I do feel like those programs, you know, were kind of designed to kind of, um, you know, ramp up the solar market. And when yeah. it was um, rolling out, um, you know, when California took it, um, it's really starting to attach themselves to it. You know, church starting implementing, implementing um, policies or uh, state funding Um tax credits, things like that. But uh, with the PACE, those 
those aren't the best options for homeowners, um, mm-hmm. especially with these ADUs. Uh, I do feel like if you're going to go with the ADU, I would definitely avoid pace options um, because um, you just don't want to get caught up in, you know, something that, you know, is not best for, you know, your situation. It may sound nice in the beginning, but, um, you know, you just want to do more due diligence as far as, you know, what is going to be best for you long term. Right. Uh, a lot of homeowners, you know, the only reason those those came about is to get around the traditional full dock. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way there is like, you know, you can hide behind some of the curtain to get things moving. But typically when there's I was no- going to I was going to ask you to to explain that if you can. I can I, I can touch on that if you'd like, but I just explain what that that full documentation looks like in terms of financing because the stories I'm hearing, yes, it, that was a big contributor because uh, no income was required to show that you could actually afford the Yeah, well, so when you're dealing with those types of like programs, keep in mind that, you know, any anything that's not asking you to f- disclose full documentation, um, there's, 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 I don't say it's necessarily a bad thing, but right. you know, anybody who's going to be lending you X amount of dollars, they want to know everything. And if someone's not trying to know everything, then that, that could potentially raise a flag. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that gives, that gives access also <laughs> back to, back to, and I want to tap in on the second guy. Like, you're not concerned I whether I can pay you back? Hmm. <laughs> Um, I get to come in a little bit on this too, real quick, Sean. Um, and I know Sean would agree. There's a lot of uh, uh, contractors, Lisa, that will find programs like this, other than the paste or the hero or the get hurt. Yeah, because there are there are a lot of these times where these programs have come through. You know, not it's not all bad. But, yeah, like I have but, a client. His name's Andre Williams. He just paid off his hero, and right. he's ready to move forward with an ADU. So to him, it worked yeah. out. But yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's not in a typical ideal that's not, situation. That hasn't been But typical. there are contractors, there are contractors that, that search day in and day out for a program like a Green Sky, which is a new program that I typically do not, I don't really care for in life. Homeowners, they find it, wow, this is amazing, this is nice, because they get lazy, homeowners, mm-hmm. this is for you, you get lazy and don't want to provide the certain documents and you think it's a time thing or you're busy at work, whatever, well, if this is something you're really interested in, you want to help your financial future and help the property and, and really know and take notes that, yo, this is going to really work out and, 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 and help me at the end because I did the financial side properly. I found the contractor properly. It doesn't take a year or two to do this. You could do this all within a week. Just put your proper research in. You could do this in 24 hours if you really needed to. You could really find and, 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 and you know, do your due diligence and finding a, a, a really good broker or lender that would help you do more research or looking into how you could do it the proper way green right. sky is a company where they will allow you non-docs i could sign up a homeowner today if i was a general contractor and if i pro and if i was with their program to sell this to homeowners i could sign you up today lisa and tomorrow you get approved in three days those funds would be there in an hour hour meaning meaning the contractors access to it and you and you wake up three days later and the funds aren't there anymore and your project hasn't mm. even got started. Mm. You see, well, I'm you tell I mean, that's a high amount. You could get up to $65,000 with Green Sky. Right. Yeah, Green right. Sky. And then the other thing is, is that with Green Sky, 
you know, you just want to be very careful with those types of um, programs and lending. Um, but as far as ADUs, um, what's going to be the best for homeowners? You know, it's going to be a cash out refi, HELOC, home equity loan, or it's going to be a renovation construction loan. So those are going to be the best options, you know, if you're trying to look for an ADU, um, some financial help. But yeah, if you if you're considering PACE, just make sure you think it all the way through. I'm not saying it doesn't help everybody, but, you know, that's a case by case. And, you know, um, just make sure you know what you're signing up for if you do choose to go with a PACE program. Right. Let me just reiterate those because on our show, guys, you know, we never assume people know acronyms. <laughs> so let, <laughs> let me just uh, let's just uh, cover what the refi cash out is. And I'll go ahead and explain that as the licensed professional here, real estate <laughs> professional. Uh, so cash out refinance is you refinancing uh, basically the terms and conditions on your property. What most people need to know about a refinance is, yes, you are starting the clock over on a new loan term uh, that is factoring in the cash amount you're pulling out of your home's equity. You are allowed to pull out up to, I believe they'll do up to 60. Is it? Oh, no. Um, I have to double check. I know with veterans, they do up to 65%. So I'll def definitely will double check on the amount that you can pull out. Um, again, that's based on uh, showing that you can cover the new payment amount. So most people will be attracted. If, you, if you're wanting to do this, and especially with the times, the things that I see happening right now in the banking industry and interest rates and overall the market. And if you don't feel like you want to go the route with the full documentation and something like another another program that goes that says no doc and it's it's all it sounds all wonderful. Make sure you're so. the fine line in our industry. We say the uh, big print is ruled by the little print. So make sure you're reading the fine line because something like the PACE program where you say, yes, this sounds wonderful, great, I got this. The fine print is that um, that loan actually takes first position over any existing liens. And yes, your mortgage is considered a lien, which means if you default or don't pay on the PACE or HERO financing or some of those uh, financings, that are holding first position, they can foreclose on you. Okay, so that's cash out refinance. Uh, you mentioned the HELOC, uh, H-E-L-O-C, you guys, that is the home equity line of credit. Again, you want to check with the lenders on who is offering that, your, 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 your current lender, find out what the terms and conditions are again, and see what the tax implications are. I believe there have been some tax changes with HELOC. It, um, so you used to could write off the interest. Uh, there have been some changes with that. And then the other that Sean mentioned was the renovation, uh, a, a construction loan. So again, want to know, you, you, you can ask that an analysis be run for you with, mm -hmm. no, commi with no commitment, meaning those uh, brokers or lenders that are presenting these options for you, you want to do the apples to apples and see what is it costing you? What's the bottom line and how much is, is it going to be per month in terms of paying it off? And again, when we talk about cash flow, that means that what you are, that ADU needs to pay for itself. Okay. 
<laughs> and some. <laughs> yeah. So make sure that um uh you we, we try to educate people. Um if you are considering doing any type of you know remodeling, the obviously the ADU it, it's gonna put the most value back into the home out of anything else you can consider doing. So um this is gonna be one of the number this is gonna be the number one thing to increase the value of your home. Outside Correct. of that, um, if you decide to go with long term or short term rentals, um, they're both designed to be able to um, not only pay for the uh, payment, whether it's going to be through um, your bank or a finance company or, or if you have the capital yourself, if you structure it right, um, you should be able to have that monthly passive income uh, starting almost right after construction's done so you right. can start getting that set up so you can within start a month. cash flowing right yeah, away with the turnkey situation with the turnkey situation like this and sean does um help we do help on that side where we could do from the post construction a part of that is where we come out we'll help with our property management background we'll help provide the pictures um, market the place for you or market the uh, the ADU for you in a marketplace that is so saturated. We could help out with that. We could help out yeah. with certain target markets, hashtags, whatever it is to help you get in the flow of that of that arena where you have all these competitors. A lot of people just be like, oh, I'll go to my friend or family and then they'll give up from there. And then they look at it as a waste or, you know, now they're moving luggage back in there and storage and oh, I want my garage back. No, 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 no. Okay. Moving luggage back. You made a fancy garage for, yeah, for luggage. Do not do that. Do not no. do that because your family member didn't come on board or anything. And, um, you know, I, this is such a great opportunity, too, just for the property value to go up. If you have a, a situation where, hey, you know what? We're going to move in three to four years. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. If you're going to move in two to three years because you're decided to have a family now and you're adding a second child or, you know, you, you want more land or whatever it is perfect take this opportunity to build take the garage that you have detach or attach convert it add another bedroom add another or living space um add another bathroom which is huge to california when you add another bathroom the property value is another that's in that that chart of top 10 things to do to my property to add value but adding a bathroom is one but an adu is number one um mm. now you do that now you're gonna stay there for another two or three years you move out when you move out. There's equity built because of that ADU. You receive some passive income into there. Your second unit that you or your second property now you go to buy, you can do the same thing. And in two to three years, get out of there. Now you have four properties on two lots or, or four income units on two lots. Yeah. And then the major things I think is um, keep in mind that, you know, LA is only becoming a lot more attractive. They're doing construction all over the city, inner city LA, downtown LA. They're building, you know, trams to the beach. Like the stadium's being built. The city is just growing in value. Yeah, I'm looking and right here in the 1990s. LA was the top 10 uh, city in the world. Right now in the 2000s, it is a top five city in the world. And from Magic Johnson's point of view and other people that are activists and community supporters in LA, they're saying that LA should be, if not number one, because we already passed up New York, sorry. But if not number one, uh, we should be, you know, number num two, two, three, number one in, in the next 10 years because of what we're doing in Los Angeles alone. And keep in right. mind, so the ADU is roughly what? Let's say 100000 right now. Where else are you going to buy a home, $100,000, you know, in L.A.? 
pay it off. <laughs> pay it off in three to five years with your ROI because rent goes up. Don't think you're going to be renting out for twelve hundred dollars for the next five years. No, it goes up. It goes up, people. It goes up. Right. And then right. after do three years, after four yeah. years, that same garage you only paid, or you can, you know, the ADU you paid a hundred. Hundred thousand for it's probably going to be worth three hundred thousand by itself, and you've already pocketed the money back, and you're receiving passive income still because if you did your due diligence, which is this all about, is you as a homeowner doing it properly, or as an investment property owner doing it properly, uh, properly from the contractor to the funding to now how you're going to rent it out or do the long term rental or you know what we're going to get into two lease. I know you were kind of excited too, the senior side. Um, you know, you can get a senior living program or there are even homeless programs out there. Look into that. Not right. everyone is a dirty, drunk or drug, alcoholic, homeless person, you know, which, which, you know, we, we, that's and our and, typical and line. We'll be, and we'll be getting into that. That's a great segue for us as we get ready to wrap up part one on bad contractors of our five part ADU series. We are on with. Sean Smith, Joseph Leduff of Your Dream ADU. Check them out at yourdreamadu.com. Guys, thank you so much for today's segment. You guys, make sure you're tuning in again because we are doing something never done before. Yeah, energy. We roll out the ADU series, okay, so that people can really get this information because when it when it jumped on the market, uh, I believe ADUs became legal at the top of 2018. It was proposed in 2017, effective uh, January of 2018. People said, great, we can do this. What do we do? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is what this is about. We are now moving forward and providing a resource for people to learn, feel empowered, and take this information and put it into the action. Excellent. All right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in on today's segment of Ready, Set, Real Estate. We'll see you next time for part two. Stay tuned.